right, we're back. Welcome back. Another Dish and Judge Buds episode 58. Can't think of a noteworthy number 58, but that's the episode. Uh, as always, your host, Spoke C. Um, back after a week hiatus, of course. Um, hope everyone's doing well. I'm back with my buddy, Hoppy. Hoppy, how we doing? We're good. Uh, Crystal Tang is a very, very noteworthy 58. Well, I was thinking Minnesota, but okay. Uh, wasn't Shaw rocking 58 at first? Before he got switched over to his permanent number? I could be wrong Yeah, I there. think you're right. I think you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. And I mean, dude, based on how that boy looked last night, he's noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Dewar together is just fucking unreal on that PK. But uh, how was your week off? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Where were you? Dude, it was all it was all state tourney, anything and everything. State hockey tournament, going to game. Well, I mean, let's just jump into that then, dude. Like, what? I mean, your tweet went nuts. The video, the crowd. Yeah, that went. Uh, it was bananas. But um, as always, sellout crowds, and it felt like this year the games like were all insane. They were honestly. Uh, it was weird because. Everyone always says, like, yeah, just skip the Wednesday slate of games because the first round of single A, like, they're all going to suck. And really, the only game that wasn't a good game was double A Hermantown beating up on a single A team. So, no, every other game, like, throughout the entire tournament was a great game. It was pretty crazy. What was it? Was it, how do you say, is it Matamita? Matamita. So, not, not what I said. Not what uh, that game was something, and then yeah, people jumping over the glass. Like, <laughs> were you at that one? <laughs> no, but were that, you jumping over the glass? I was that, not jumping over the glass, but apparently, the person that did only got a two year ban from the X, so worth it. That's not bad, dude. No, that's really not that bad. And dude, I thought if you're, if like you're in high school, or those something. are your boys for Tonka that won. Like, I'd, I'd do that same thing. Yeah, I'd soak a fucking two-year ban. Dude, you're going like, off to college that for two was, years. You're probably not going to go to a game. That was some kind of athletic move. But, like, I mean, it was one leap, and he was, like, clear over the glass. Like, he didn't, like, struggle over, like, meander. Like, he skyrocketed. Like, he was in orbit. And he's just on the ice going fucking banana sandwich. So, good for him. Didn't get arrested. That's great. Um, I got to finally... We talked about it before, but I got to get out there for that fucking tournament. It's like next year. You yeah, were invited hopefully. this year, and then you told me you were afraid of flying and didn't want to come. So afraid of flying, afraid of going bankrupt. Well, more bankrupt than I am already. Jesus. Um, no, I I won't hear that excuse. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I was gonna buy your plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, every year though, I like. It's just so different than anywhere else, dude. Like, because it's just so funny. Anywhere else, it's if you're legit, like around here, even in Massachusetts, like you're going prep, and that's a different, completely different, still cool, like whatever, but they're all prep schools, private schools, so whatever. But like every year, dude, I just watch those games, and like there's always at least one or two that are insane, like crazy finishes, but it's just like mind blowing to me that it's like, yeah, that's a public high school, and there's 18,000 people at this game. Like, that's 
it's so different too because that's what like so many of those kids are like that's the pinnacle of their hockey career right it's like yeah i really just like it's because obviously not everyone or not a lot of them are going to end up you know going beyond like high school hockey or um you know like high level college hockey but like that's what they grow up wanting to do i think that's what makes minnesota like just so sick like i don't know every year though those videos are just it's the it's got to be the coolest feeling in the world for those kids i would be like the before the game i would be shaking on the blue line just so amped up dude like oh but Anyways. I'd for sure be the one that would go up to the blue line too, like to flip the hair around, and I would take. Oh, I trip. I would oh die. yeah, yeah. I mean, you go vile for some reason, then you know, like. True. Um, yeah. But and you got the kid with the prom, like, uh, man, whatever. It would have been way cooler if he did it into the side of his head, though. Yeah, he should have done that. You should have done that, but you know what? Hopefully, she said yes. And uh, yeah. imagine she said no. That would be crazy. You, you see all of a sudden it pans up to the stands and like you see her just walking up the aisle to leave. <laughs> she ha- she also has a stick. It just says no on the blade. Fucking no. Fucking paper bag that just reads yeah. no. <laughs> nope. Take. Like oh Jesus. No I'm going with your D partner actually. Um, yeah, brutal. Um, but yeah dude. Glad you got to go. That play, I just it looks so cool. I'm really Dude, jealous. It's, it's the it's the annual tradition, man. It's the holiday for us. We, me and my brother, for last thirteen years, I think, have gone every Friday of the tournament. So it's the semifinals of single A and semifinals of double A. You make a whole day out of it. Tom Reed's bar opens early for the tournament. We get there. It's just between... very funny, by the way. Very mm-hmm. funny. They were, oh, why is the bar open so early? Oh, it's high school <laughs> hockey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, we get there. We get a little lubricated. We get there like nine, nine thirty. Drink a bit. First games are at eleven. You get the first two game session, and then uh, you either rip it up on West Seventh or you go over to the Expo, depending on what your flavor is. Then you got the big boy games, the double A ones, starting at six. And by the end of it, you just want to go home and go to bed. It's a it's big perfect. day, but it's fun. Yeah. That's the best. That's why it's the state of hockey, baby. Commit right now. You will come next year. Commit. I can't commit to anything. I can't commit to anything next week. <laughs> you barely committed to jumping on today. <laughs> I barely did. I almost didn't make it. Almost didn't make it again. All right. I tried to corner you. But I, oh, I think yeah. biggest testament to the state attorney, if anyone listened to me and Isha's recap that dropped on Tuesday, Isha came into it like, oh, dude, it doesn't compare to – like major junior or BCHL tournament or world juniors. And he came out of it apologizing. He's like, I was wrong. This is fucking sweet. Perfect. Idiot. Um, (laughs) Well, so let's, um, we'll do this. We got to talk about the NHL squad in Minnesota playing some uh, decent hockey. I think, was it literally last episode? We were like, man, they look like shit. <laughs> or it was the week before. I can't remember. Uh, points in what, 14 straight? 14 straight. And I think the crazier stat that got tossed out there by Joe Smith last night, <laughs> well, last night for us, two nights ago for those listening, 17 goals in three games without Kirill Kaprizov. It, it, is Kirill, is Kirill the problem? 
Is he I, the problem? I think Dean Evison's the problem that he didn't realize it soon enough and limit Kaprizov's ice time. So yeah, no, he's got to start getting benched for sure when he comes back. Um, yeah, they're just, I mean, they're just humming along here, and I mean. We, we'll talk about last night's game against St. Louis in a second. Jesus Christ. Um, but I mean, like, contributions from up and down the lineup. Uh, I mean, what, one stinker from Gus? Uh, other than that, solid goaltending. Um, Dude, how about Wes Walls coming out and calling him the backup? I don't, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I got to, like... That has to be a moment where you're just like trying to fill airtime. Like you just like, I got to say something right now. And that's just like what comes out of your mouth. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Okay, buds. Um, yeah. I'd respect it if he was on the broadcast and he's like, uh, Mulligan, Mulligan, uh, take back what I said. You know what? I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> I just opened my mouth and that's what came out. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about, but I mean, whatever. Um, but I mean, again, like every night, it's just someone stepping up and, and obviously when Caprio's in the lineup, that hasn't been happening and he's been kind of carrying the load himself. Um, and obviously at some point here, they'll come back down to earth and not score a million goals every game. And there's going to be a loss in there and We're maybe a back-to-back couple Revo losing point games. I don't think that, I think that's actually, this is just the beginning for Revo. Um, <laughs> Was that the worst Gordie Howe hat trick in the history of hockey? I mean, just because the fight wasn't a real fight. <laughs> Usually that's like the pinnacle of the Gordie Howe hat trick. It's like, that's what everyone's like. Oh, the fight. That was the fact that he got credit for the fight was great. Um, I, I didn't, I, I'm still just sitting here. Like, how did he, how did he slip that bad? Like, I, <laughs> I, can, no, I mean, what I heard is that he, it, from, everything you were watching there, he didn't want to fight. He's like, it's bullshit that I have to fight for this. Like, I'm not going to walk away and not fight, but I'm also not going to like really entertain this. So I'm going to keep moving around and let you keep reaching. And I'm going to put you in a tough spot so that we don't have to do shit. I don't think Reeves wanted to really do shit there. I don't think he Mm -hmm. wanted to beat the fuck out of Imama for something that shouldn't have started a fight to begin with. I guess so. But either way, Gordial Hatrick, I really thought like last night he gets the goal, he gets the assist, and like there's no one left on St. Louis that would even entertain the thought. <laughs> like, what if he ended up just like fucking being the one to speed bag Bennington? Like he just jumped over the boards, like they pull Flurry away, so Revo hops over, and that's how he gets the Gordial. That would have been incredible. Did you see the video posted by Alan Walsh today? Yeah, it was amazing. Oh it's incredible. My God. Just getting getting the mic'd up version was incredible. I like that he's like, we're not done. I'm like, yeah, bro, it didn't even you didn't even start. <laughs> he's always trying to fight. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't like my hair like this. <laughs> that's that's the one I posted from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's um, incredible. Yeah. But um like the one thing I want to touch on with the uh, the streak, the additions are looking. I mean, Marcus Johansson looks great. Um, he's got what's he got now for points since he's been here? Of course, now. Oh, god damn you, computer. Oh, there we go. He's got four points in his seven games. Sunquist goes back to St. Louis. He scores last night. Uh, Klingberg gets his first, just walking the blue line. He has been an absolute adventure 
Um, That's the perfect just way to put it. A fascinating hockey player. Like a fat. The fact that he's called a defenseman is insane. Um, <laughs> but he gets his first for Minnesota. Um, but I mean, the guys they bring in, they're contributing. Klingberg again. It is an absolute adventure with him, which is exactly what you're going to get. So I know now a lot of people are being like, "Well, what the fuck's the difference with him and Addison?" And I get it. Um, but I mean, he's bigger and he shoots harder. That's pretty much the difference. And he's pretty got much the difference. several years more experience. But I don't even know if he necessarily shoots harder because Addison is a cannon. It's, I think he's 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 much better at create. Well, I mean, not much better because Addison's still good and is getting better with it. But like I mean, you, you saw on the goal, like. Klingberg's ability to walk that line and create shooting lanes and then like cross grain, like or against the grain, that shot is it's unreal. Like he's one of the best in the league at that. It's just like that's that's it. That's what you're getting. Yeah. Um and I think the power play is starting to come along with him there. At the beginning, it looked like he had no I mean, again, like it's kind of what you expect when you're brought into a team and then expected to be PP1 quarterback. Like uh obviously it's gonna take some adjusting to get used to, you know, just new teammates, new systems, whatever. Um, but again, you know, offensively it looks fine. looks good. And that goal was sweet. And again, that's what he does, right? Like that's, that's why you have Klingberg on the team. It's not for any other reason, um, like behind the red line probably. Um, but he's the whole point of that was like, just, like yeah. He is Addison. He's, he's, he is he's just taller. More physically he's more guy. Swedish too. He's, he's more, way Swedish. more Swedish. Well, Significantly like more Swedish. He's more Swedish. too, apparently. I just learned Yeah, probably. So, I probably. mean, I don't know. Is that racist? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do think that he's still even more of a defensive liability than Addison. So it's like you're kind yeah. of getting both extremes. And like you said, it's an adventure. It's like that choose your own adventure book, except you just don't mm. get to choose. Like it's just like the pages flip themselves. Yeah, yeah the pages flip themselves. Yeah, um, but but it works. Yeah, and I get so you know before the deadline they weren't scoring any goals aside from Kaprizov. They were just they'd have a game where they look fine, then they had a game where they would just look awful. Now they just look good, and they're getting contributions from everywhere. Um, I think Boldy's looked good with Johansson too. I think that's been a good. Uh, combination there. Eric Schneck continues to do his thing. Um, and now they're doing it with beyond just Caprizo up, but guys like Felino out, Brodine out. Like, so got to give credit to Billy G for, first of all, the deadline addition that he did make. The fact that he improved the roster while doing some offseason business and getting assets. Like, that's a pretty fucking good deadline for a team that's so cap strapped and no one thought they were able to do anything. Um, so, I mean, it's just right now it's all good in Minnesota for sure. Yeah, until everyone's freaking out when Flurry starts game one. Yeah, of course. Um, go. So but God bless him though for, for last night. God bless him. Yeah, god damn it. So we can so let's just talk about the game. All right, we can quickly go through this game kind of quickly. Um Ryan Hartman might be my new favorite player in the NHL. Like, he's such a rat. I love him so much. Like, I'm it's so glad so you posted funny. the video, though. I was gonna do it if you didn't. That was so perfect. Just the quote, from, such a the quote from Middleton. It was so uh, good. <laughs> hashtag Hartsy's kind of a piece of shit out there. Yeah, he is. This is and like anyone who thinks he uh, didn't somewhat intentionally like go through Bennington on that. So like that was he m- was 
it wasn't that he went out of his way to make contact with Bennington. He's like, oh, look, there's a guy in my way. Whoops. Like it accidental on purpose. He knew exactly what he was doing, especially because he goes for the <laughs> celebration of the goal and he turns around knowing that Bennington's going to come over, just eats the blocker. And of course they have him at the fucking intermission. He's like, yeah, he hit me with the pointy part of the blocker thing. So I don't know. <laughs> so it's a well, all day. He, he, he went down like a sack of potatoes though. Yeah. And just slinks out of the whole like mosh pit there. Like everyone he's is there so in a good. cluster fighting and he's just like slipped right out. <laughs> he's like, see ya. I can't afford to take a penalty. Uh <laughs> Oh, and then again, like Shen tries to fight him later. He just sits there like, oh, and then as soon as everyone comes over and Shen realizes that he's not going to fight him and he backs away again, he just, so, just slides away and just skates back to the bench. He's like, oh, geez, I don't know why everyone's so mad. <laughs> he's such a rat. I love, of course, he scores twice, like three, oh God, three point night for Hartman. He's amazing. I love him. He's so funny. Everything he does, I just start dying laughing. And of course, near the period, the camera goes to him and he's just like chirping the crowd. I'm like, this fucking guy has no off button. Like, no off button. You can't stop. It's just so good. I love that guy. Um, Welcome back, though, because like we were missing that for the first chunk of the year, right? Yeah. And I think part of that, too, was like he was trying to find his game a little bit, right? Like, he the points weren't there. He wasn't scoring the goals. Like, you know, he didn't look the same with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, obviously. Not as good as he looked last year. I'm sure part of that was like he's trying to find his game. And then when he did try to do, you know, Hartman rat things, like he was getting called for literally everything. Plus he was taking like tripping, hook it. Like he was getting every like everything was getting called. And like, I mean, he was committing penalties. Um so it's kind of hard to offset that when you're not producing either. So now he's starting to play really well again. Uh, he's scoring goals. He had two last night and the assist. Like, so I think now he's just back in his sweet spot. <laughs> it's just an absolute terror. Um, so good for him. Uh, Dude, I, not to get you like too excited. But he's the kind of guy that gives me real vibes of like if the Wild need to make changes this summer and you know that it's going to be a bit of a cap situation going on for Boston. Is he not the perfect Boston player? Yeah, no. And is he not the perfect solution for them to get a cheap guy to throw into the middle six? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about that before. Like, but I think if you're Minnesota, he only makes 1.7. Like, right. That's not the guy that you're looking at. But what's, get but what's the money. return? What's the return? I don't know how much it'd really be, dude. Okay. Then I guess he's not going to Boston. He's going to Tampa, and we're going to get three firsts. There you go. That'll work. They have no first. They have used everything. They have nothing left. All right. I'll take I think Braden they have. Now. I got to pull up there how many they actually have. They have, like, nothing. Uh, but, no, I mean, you're right. Like, he somehow is they still have more than Florida, and Florida got nothing from theirs. Florida literally has zero. Everyone wants to say like, oh, Carlson to Florida makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, with what fucking capital? Nothing. Yeah, they have nothing. Um, yeah, I don't know how they would do it. Um, <sighs> but yeah, but that, so- game, that game though, dude, like starts off, hey, looking good here. Boom. Three goals real quick. Like Verona 
went psycho. He's lighting it up for St. Louis. He got traded for a fucking nothing prospect in a seven. You know, people are screaming at Billy Garen online too. Like I had, I hey, had should have gotten Verano. I had, uh, I had like four people no. respond to my video. Like, don't know why Billy G didn't take a swing. I'm like, oh my fucking god, fucking man! Like. Christ. The Blues are not making the playoffs. They sold, and yeah, like Verona's whatever. Clearly, it, it's okay. Like, it, huh? Your favorite team doesn't need to go out and acquire every single good hockey player on the planet. Like, it's it's gonna be all right. Like, we're gonna, it's fine. Um, but also, like, good Verona. He's playing real well for St. Louis. So, mm-hmm. I think what's he got like five goals in four games or something like that. Uh, but he's looking like himself again, so good for him. Um, and then once again, all the tweets are coming out at the intermission, like, oh, St. Louis, for whatever reason, they always have Minnesota's number. Minnesota immediately scores three in less than two minutes. And <laughs> Mason Shaw starts chirping Biddington. Biddington's giving it back, gives it to the entire bench. Immediately fucking wild score again, and fuck it, all hell breaks loose. Right before that, though, was it Bush Neighbor scored on the power play? I think he put up a hat to tie it up 4 4. I think it was him. I don't remember the order of their goal scores. I think it was Bush Navish. but right before he scored to make a 4 4, Mason or uh, yeah, Mason Shaw almost scored shorthanded. It was like a oh, really good save. That one that went right, right after shoulder. first shift after Biddington skating by the bench, chirping everybody after fucking giving up three goals in less than two minutes. Um, and it was Mason Shaw who was like leading the charge with chirping, and he almost scores a snipe shorthanded. I think I think they would have I think they would have fought. Like I really do. Like I think Mason Shaw would have immediately sellied in his face, and then Bennington would have lost his fucking marbles again. And I think they I think fought. I think Bennington would have had a seizure. Like he would have just like short circuited and just gone down to the ice. I I think he might be under the impression that like giving up goals is good. And that'll fire the crowd up. Like, if I just let all these goals in, I'm going to fight everyone and everyone's going to love it. Because, like, it makes no sense, dude. Like, I mean, whenever we're in road rinks and I let goals in, the crowd goes fucking nuts. Why doesn't it happen have, at home? These other arenas have, like, horns that go off when I let goals in. It's really <laughs> weird. I don't know why. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I think you're on to something. Although, I, yeah. I here's, here's my theory, man. Uh, I threw it out on Twitter last night. If you give Jordan Bennington his own Darby Hendrickson, like we don't have the majority of these outbursts happen. Yeah. Um, who was it? Who was that? Oh God, what's his name? The poor bastard on St. Louis who had to go serve Bennington's five. Uh, Alexa- Nikita Alexandrov. Imagine being that guy. Like Bennington gives up five goals on 24 shots, tries to fight everybody, the entire planet he tries to fight, pumps the crowd up, after giving up fucking five, what a lunatic! Um, I mean, that's so fucking crazy. Out of context, if you just, like turn that game on it, when they were going to commercial and it's a slow mo thing to like no bucket, no gloves, like pumping <laughs> up the crowd, you're like, oh shit, they must be kicking. He must have fucking beat Flurry up, and they must be up like six nothing right now. And then it comes back. It's like, wait, what the fuck's going on? They're down five four. He's giving up fucking five goals and twenty four shots. He's firing the crowd up. Okay, sure, I guess. Uh, and that poor fucking bat. Imagine being Nikita Alexandrov and Barubi's like, yo, go serve Benner's five. Like, God damn it. Like, what did I do? Like, that sucks. <laughs> He's just sitting there like, 
I don't know, man. The, like the camera, the camera went to him in the fucking penalty box. He was like, he's like shaking his head. They're like that fucking poor bastard. Um, Dude, my my problem here though is everyone's already got the the next game circled, April eighth. Mm. Dude, that's gonna be the natty. So I mm. will not even remotely be tuning in. Yeah, no, I'll probably uh... unless Michigan loses in or Minnesota loses in the first round to fucking. Sacred Heart or some shit. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, that's t- that's tough timing, eh? Um. Oh wow. Oh, but again, my sneaky favorite part though is the fact that he gets the whatever gets tossed immediately. Thomas Grice has to go in. Who, by the way, if you watch him skate to the crease, that poor bastard had no interest in going in that. He was like, God damn it. He like slowly meandered like straight leg into the net and immediately gives up a breakaway goal to Alex Goligoski, his second goal of the season. That was a tough he's look. played in like eight games. Like he's like just not playing. Sick goal. And then Goligoski does the Bennington pumping up the crowd six for a smell you later. Like, yeah. What a game. Just complete anarchy. And I tweeted out, Felino and Middleton must have been having an absolute ball watching while upset that they weren't there to partake of the chaos. Um, they must have been having so much fun. And whatever was coming out of Middleton's mouth about Hartsey being a piece of shit must have been hilarious. And, and I just imagine that Brandon Duhame was probably foaming at the mouth and just ripping up pieces of paper. Like, I think that's just what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, also upset that he wasn't out there. Um, but I think it was the seventh time in team history they scored eight goals. Um, and I mean, again, Sunfist scores, Reeves scores, Shaw scores, like contributions from everywhere. Um, and just nice to beat St. Louis in St. Louis and nice to see them score a bunch of fucking goals um, when it's not Kirill Kaprizov. So, um, yeah, no, they're humming right now, and that was one of the most entertaining. I still cannot believe they didn't fucking let f- them fight. Dude. Like, imagine being the linesman and saying, no, let's not let this happen. If something happens there, though, like, that ref is so fucked. No, but, like, he shouldn't if, be. If he has Bennington and then decides, okay, I'll let you go and fight, and then him or Flurry gets, like, brain damage, like, that ref is so well that's any but yeah sure of course i guess but like hey, i'm with they, you like i i wanted it but yeah i oh, understand yeah. why he can't <laughs> right and i mean hey a couple of weeks ago fucking uh mcdermott and lucic were both tied up by the refs and eventually they're like dude just fucking let these guys go and lucic like knocked out <laughs> mcdermott my god he is yeah. still a fucking animal by the way jesus still christ he is terrifying like just Beating the wheels off of everybody. Um, God, well, this damn. is perfect, though. 27 minutes in. We're finally getting to prospects. Let's yes, just we'll move the on. Off, hard pivot. Um, yep. We're just going to go right away to your first love. Caden Bank here. What's going on there? He's just continuing to light it up this season for Kamloops. Um, lost in all the chaos of last night. I was like, I had that game on, the Kamloops first Victoria game on, like, in another tab on a different screen, but I just, like, couldn't stop watching. But every time I'd go to that game, like, another goal had been scored. 
And I was like, Jesus Christ. It was 10 nothing after the second period, by the way. Um, I think it was 10. Might have been like nine. Uh, but he puts up six points, three goals, three assists last night, plus eight. I don't think I've ever seen a player plus eight in my life. Like, it just doesn't – it does not make sense to me. Like, I don't know how that's possible. Um, but, I mean, he just lit it up. And this first goal was sick. Like, just an absolute walking. And then he just put one short side – but, like, the thing with a couple of his plays last night, it's just like the skating is just on another level. Like, it's, I'm not sitting here and saying he's an elite skater, but like, that was one of the things where it's, you know, that's one thing that could really kind of hold him back from being a productive NHL player in terms of like producing offense, just like that speed, whatever. It was like choppy. Like, it just wasn't great. Like, he was not able to create any kind of separation just with the stride. And I do think like the last two years, it's come a long way. And I mean, now he just like, even like the lateral shifts again, the first goal last night, like the footwork was just crazy. And um, so he just looks like a different player. And again, I've like, obviously when he's having the season he's having, he's on the team, he's on, like you're going to be a confident player to begin with. But I mean, he's trying things that he never, like he used to just be a safe um conservative kind of guy like just basically doing his job and like but now he is just trying things again we've talked about it before he's got like three spinorama goals like he's scoring shorthanded he's scoring one timers like he's scoring every which way um and even when it's not like a highlight real goal a lot of times the goals he's scoring is just from being in the right areas of the ice and like finding quiet ice or just battling in front of the net so he's just continuing to evolve his offense and it's just really really encouraging and obviously he gets rewarded he signs he's the first uh elc they signed this season um you know so we'll see what his plans are for next year but um he just had another monster week like three games this week last friday six three win two assists then he put up another assist for vancouver and then six points last night so nine points this week in his last three games um by the way last night he scored three goals on three shots so that's pretty nice and the face-offs he's over like 54 55 percent um, so on the season, now he's got 69 points in 51 games uh, with 32 goals. So, um, I mean, again, just having a monster year. Obviously, he's been rewarded a few different times with the contract and then, you know, going to the World Juniors and playing every game and being an effective player. So what a season for the kid. Um, and again, he's just – I'm curious to see how much more there is because, like – he's getting better year after year. So obviously, you know, I'm sure if you talk to like Judd Brackett, like a lot of the, when you're scouting like players that aren't necessarily going to go like a, you know, first round or like top end of the draft, like when it's like middle round guys, you're looking for not necessarily what, who the player is or what they are. It's what they, what you think they can be. And I mean, again, you're just seeing this trajectory with him right now where it really makes me curious, like just how high up in the lineup could this kid find himself at the NHL level? And he's, again, a lot of NHL tendencies, um, smart player, gives you a little bit of everything. So uh, definitely not like a one trick pony where he's just all offense juniors and then he's going to do nothing. He'll defend, he'll kill penalties, like he'll do whatever you need him to do. So he's just having a monster year. and He's so fun to watch now, too. I mean, he's going to carve a path for himself. It's just a matter of how he develops in all those different areas that he touches. It's going to be cool to see. Um, another yeah. guy that we're pretty excited about, though, another one fresh off ELC signing, Hunter Hate. He is. Again, like, since that move to Saginaw, like, it's just so 
fascinating seeing like I remember watching the games in Barry and being like, oof, like because again, I remember coming into the year, I was like, this is the kid that's gonna have a monster season, like bounce back player of the year in the OHL, kind of like he just didn't have a huge season the year before, but um, and it just did not go well. Barry was brutal. He wasn't producing. He didn't even look interested. And then immediately goes to Sacanaw. And I mean, it is just like point night after point night. The efforts there, I see him make a lot of defensive plays that I had not seen him make previous with Barry. Um, and I mean, he's playing with really good players, like a name to keep a fucking eye on, like, or to keep in mind for a 2025 draft. Michael Misa is just like ripping it up right now. Right now he's producing. Um, it's like the most points per game for like a, however, a 16 year old, like in the history, like more than Tavares did. Um, and he's a stud. So a lot of nights he's playing with him too in the power play there, but there's playmaking, like the shots good, like the skating's high end and his hands, like the skill is crazy. Like you want to talk about a kid that can stick handle on a phone booth, like Hunter hate is legit. And the, when he's being confident and he's being assertive and like wanting to be the guy, like he's a force. And even on nights where Saginaw's off, like I think the other night they may have lost. Oh no, that was actually a game that they did win three, one, he had all three primary assists. And like, he might've played 28 minutes as a forward. They just like couldn't take him off the ice. Um, but it's just high end play after high end play transition game. So good. Like, and again, the ability to defend, he's a very, like he's a decent rush defender. That's where like, his defensive prowess really lies again. Just like any kid who's, I mean, a forward or just like not like a natural defensive type player. Like you get lost like in zone defending at a standstill or whatever, but rush the rush defense is effective too. And that's just, um, I just see him make a lot of plays with the stick defensively. And uh, again, he's just playing really well. So four apples this week in three games. Now he's got 55 points in 59 games in total. I don't even know what his – I actually should have looked up what his, just the numbers in Saginaw are, but he's – well, I think he's got to be over a point per game with Saginaw. And that's not a team that loaded up. I mean, they got rid of Minchukov at the uh, at the CHL de- uh, trade deadline. So um, – but he's just such a fun player at watch, dude. Like, every game he's pulling something rabbit out of that. Like, um, But, yeah, no, he's just playing real well. Um, and, yeah. Love it. A little bit of a resurgent week then, continuing on in the CHL for our boy Servak Petrovsky. Yeah, a lot better this week. That He was on a little bit of a slump there, like really not putting up any points. There was like games where he's just like getting dashed up, like dash three, one shot on net, like four for 22 with the faceoff dot. Like, I don't know if it was that point of the season where he's just exhausted content with letting Colby Barlow, who's going to go high in this draft, probably higher than he should have. Um, even though I love Colby Barlow. Um, let him do all the work, but uh, he had just been off for a few weeks, really not putting up any good numbers, like not looking good defensively. And this week he played real well. Um, you know, Owen sounds a weird team. They'll have a game where they'll kick the shit out of like Windsor and put up six goals and then they'll go lose to like, the Sioux this year. Like it's, they're so weird. Um, and I mean, they, again, they have Coley Barlow who is legit. He's up there. He's top five scoring the OHL as a draft eligible, which is good, real good. Um, 
but Petrovsky's a big part of that team. So when he's off, like that's it affects them up and down the lineup. So this week he was a lot better, like a lot better. Looked just like I, again, I, maybe he was just exhausted at that point in the year, like any player is, like midwinter playing an Owen Sound. Um, Buddy put up good points this week. Scored a beauty the other night with uh, two assists. Ended up being third star of that game in that game. Um, so I think what was he? Five points in three games this week, which brings him back up to closer to a point per game again. I think he went like six or seven games with like one point and like non-factor every game. Um, but you know, the face-off numbers are back up again. He got third star of the game the other night against Oshawa. They kicked the shit out of him and he put three points, seven shots on net in that game, too. Um, I like when he shoots, like, he's got this ridiculous one timer, too. It like dropped to one knee. It's like not even like a full windup, it's one of those like half snap, like just like, but he's got a rocket, like, it is off the stick in a hurry in the back of the net. Um, so when he is confident, you're seeing those sh- those shots on goals go up. And I think this week he had like 13 or 14 at three games. So um, just looked a lot better. Again, maybe he was just exhausted at that point of the year, but just a solid week overall. So um, what was it? Three, yeah, one goal, three assists, or four points in those three games. Um, you know, he's back up closer to a point per game now. That'll work. I know play. the last guy you wanted to uh, get into here, Carson Lambos just kind of doing the thing. Yeah. So, you know, coming into the year, like, I know a lot of people like, what would be a good, like, what do you want to see from Lambos this year in WHL? And um, at that time, I had no idea the fucking overager Ben Zlotty was going to be coming back because that's their first power play guy. And, like, they're usually scoring when they go on the power play. Like, that team is insane. Like, insane. <laughs> like all the weapons that they have. Um, so a lot of time he's getting like power play, like second 2.5. Like it's not even quite the second power play that he's on. Cause they'll leave Zelotti out there for like all two minutes if they can. Um, so, you know, at that point I had no idea he's coming back and just figured, all right, me first power play first PK. He's going to play 30 minutes a night, which he is. I think he's, I think his average right now, I checked on Instat was like 28, 30 a night. <laughs> he's just, not coming off the ice. Um, but so the points don't look as good as they did last. Like he's not at a point per game, which for him with the minutes that he's playing and the matchups, he has, like he's their go-to guy on the back end for any match. And he's playing well, like again, probably almost every night flirting with 30 minutes he's out there like like literally every other shift like jesus christ he's still on the fucking ice like oh my god um but i think again i think i've said this before just like the decision making in his own end and like not chasing pucks so like just in zone defending i think he's taken another step this year um and i mean again he's almost at a point per game but i know plus minus is a whatever stat but he's like in 56 games he's a plus 59 right now i think it's like so generally speaking, what he's on the, I mean, when you're playing 28 and a half minutes a game, like that's pretty fucking good. Um, but you know, he's just playing like all around really well. And he's really fun to watch too. Like the transition games really good. He used to be super over reliant on that, like long stretch pass coming out of his own zone to get picked off like 50% of the time. Um, you know, now he's much more selective when he goes for that. And when he does go for it, it's usually connecting and sending someone in on a breakaway. Um, 
But again, like the best part of this game, it's so, so fun to watch is when he decides to walk the line because he can make you look stupid. Like I've seen him dance a few dudes out of their shoes this season, like full face plant. Um, you know, he plays hard. He's tough. He'll fight. Like he just, he's just a really fun player to watch, even if the points aren't necessarily going to jump off the page at you. Um, you know, just the style that he plays, he'd probably be like, oh, he's kind of an offensive defenseman. So when you look at that and he's not putting up a point per game in junior, like, eh, is he really? Um, but I mean, again, he's their go-to guy in every situation aside from first power play. Um, you know, but late in close games, he's the first defenseman on the ice. Uh, you know, killing penalties, he will usually kill an entire penalty. Like he'll be out there for the whole two minutes um, and creating scoring chances from his own end on the PK. But he's just playing all around really well. And he's just so fun to watch. So, um, you know, that's a team that they're going to be hoping for, you know, a Mem Cup, them and Cam Loop. So that'll be interesting. I would love to see if those two teams end up facing off. Um, but he's just playing solid again. He's just a little bit of everything. And even the fact that he's got, I think, like 47 points right now in 56 games. The fact that he's not really on that power play a whole lot, it's pretty impressive. Um, so, again, just another. So, I think only had like one assist this week in the three games, which, again, like only one assist for a fucking defenseman. But, oh um, yeah, um, the other shots are there. But he's just playing solid and he's fun to watch. So, um, I just felt like we should uh, give him a shout out because, again, playing 28 and a half minutes a night and being plus 59 is insane. Yeah, I, against I the other that. team's best players, like the best players in the WHL. He's like, if it's Bedard, he's going up against Bedard. Like that's just what it is. Um, and he's just generally playing solid. Love it. All right, well, let's turn the page then from CHL over to the NCAA boys. Uh, let, let's start. We got uh, Saint Cloud. Fortunately, advances in Game Three over UMD. We get to see Peart go now into the NCHC frozen face-off here. St. Paul this weekend at the X. They got North Dakota, who I, for very selfish reasons, definitely want to see lose. But, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, tell me, what have we been seeing from Peart? What do we want to keep seeing from him? Yeah, I thought this series against Duluth, I thought the first game he was real good. Second one, he looked a little bit off. And then um, third, he was, the game three was fine, but I mean, I think he missed the week before with injury. I don't think he missed the week before that, though. But, I mean, he was looking like a guy that was – I mean, that's a tough fucking series to come into after missing a week with injuries. Like, um, But, again, like I've said it before, this this year he's just been on a lot of nights their go-to guy on that back end there. Um, and, I get like last year I, told, I said this before, but he used to just be dumping pucks in the corners like – and he's just so mobile, the skating so good. And you know that he's capable of creating and finding like passing and shooting lanes. The fact that he was just like going for the alley-oop off the fucking back wall, hoping it would bounce out. out in front. I mean, Hey, he pulled it off a few times too, but um, the poison, the offensive zone um, decision-making in his own end, just in like, again, same thing like Lambos, like when to stay, when to go. Um, he's not the biggest dude in the world, but I think his strength, like, Looking at him last year, he looked like he was swimming in that jersey. He clearly put on a whole lot of muscle, and he's a lot stronger than he was last year, too. So I think in zone defending's taking another step. You're not seeing, like, the same hookings, like, tripping, like, all those penalties that were driving me legitimately insane last year. Um, but he's just playing an all-around solid game. Like, even if it is somewhat quiet, like, he's not necessarily lighting up, like, a highlight reel. But at the same time, that's not really what you're looking for anyways he's kind of just been reliable for them um 
and a, you know, I think this year the offense took a step. I'm trying to find his uh, – no, I lost his stats. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's playing really well. So this will be a – he's played a real well against North Dakota in the past. Um, I remember that was like the last game before the World Juniors last year. And I think the last game, it was like, I want to say like a four point night or like three primary assists. And that was right when he started catching fire and ended up making the World Juniors team. Um, so we'll see how that goes for him. North Dakota's playing really weird hockey this year. Um, but I would love to see him obviously advance. And I, I mean, watching North Dakota lose is, I mean, it's always fun. I just need to not see Gophers and whatever they're called now, the Fighting Hawks, end up in the Fargo Regional together. That would be Mm -hmm. an absolute fucking nightmare. And Mm -hmm. that's what will happen if they get in. But uh, let's let's move on then to that topic. Gophers, who have just been on an absolute tear. I don't know if there's any limit to good things we can say about Brock Faber, but let's try and keep it to a couple minutes here. Brock Faber, let's go. I mean, what, did he just get Defensive Player of the Year? Defenseman uh, of the year or whatever. Ten, yep. Uh, Big Ten. Hobie, Hobie snub. Yeah, I didn't get any love there, but that's all right. I mean, the fact that Fantelli didn't, whatever. Nice is awesome, but that's crazy. Like, it's crazy. The, they've only narrowed the field to ten. What? Who was? Was it? No. What am I thinking they, of? They that? had like they had like voting percentages before, but that. Oh, that's right. Like, that's I was still like, like there was the like four fuck? gophers on it before. No, no, no. The yeah. they narrowed the field to ten. There's two gophers on there: Cooley and Nyes. Fantilli's was on it Nyes well. a player of the year? Is that what? Am I thinking of that? I don't know. I can't remember because Fantilli got freshman of the year. Yeah, for, freshman. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Um, Act of favor. <laughs> dude, that well, I mean, that Gophers team is fucking insane. Like, they're so sick. So fun to watch. But I mean, yeah, no, Faber, like, first of all, he's doing exactly what he's always done. He is stout defensively. The skating's high end. Like, transition game is crazy good. Like, the first pass ends up like any really any box you need him to check. He checks and it's the number one team in the country, obviously. And he's the number one demon back there. And he locks Only it one down box left every game. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the thing with him this year is, you know, he's got that profile as like a defensive defenseman, not a ton of offense in there. And this year, like he's certainly found a little bit more, not to the point where you're sitting there saying, oh, he's going to be, he's going to put up good offense. He's not going to put up like 40 in the NHL. Like he's not going to be a half point per game guy. It's just not a liability. But, but again, yeah, it's not like an offensive black hole, right? Um, I mean, it helps that you're you can literally roll four lines of like elite scoring if you're Minnesota. So he's got plenty of targets. Um, but I think like this year he's also been a little bit more patient at the blue line. He's been looking to create a little bit more. He's hanging on to the puck instead of just deferring. He's taking the puck himself down the end boards every once in a while. Like I think he's experimenting a little bit more. And I think for him, that's what I was really curious to see if he would do. I was really curious to see if he would be able to do that or be willing really to do that. Just like experiment because the tools are all there and he's got the brain. Um, so He's just had this monster year, like obviously well-deserved Big Ten defensive of the year. Um, and again, he's your number one guy and the number one team in the country. So selfishly, I would love to see him 
just see what he's got. Because again, I do think that you know, whenever their season ends, whenever that is, um, I'm sure he'll get a trial run up here. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll get that trial run. Um, just to see, you know, obviously their plan isn't he's gonna be a top four defenseman in the playoffs, but um, just to see like what it looks like against NHL players, I would I would like to have a few games of that. And I do think that that's their plan. I mean, I don't even looked at like cap implications or roster size or whatever. How many people? I don't even know if they can. I couldn't tell you. I haven't looked at any of that. I haven't looked at any of the fucking Half rules. The roster's gonna be hurt, so it won't matter. Yeah, it's true. Um, but he's just ev- like he's just doing everything for them this year. So good for him. Hopefully, they make a long run and they can win that national championship. Because I think, I mean, really, you want to see the best teams win obviously and like i mean they are just kicking the shit out of teams and they're like seemingly just on a whole other level so um who uh, i'm trying to remember which team it was it might have been like penn state like oh shit they're making some noise like top 10 and then all of a sudden they lost like six nothing to minnesota (laughs) just lost like the rest of their games i just totally took the wind out of their sounds like oh fuck all right well i guess not um (laughs) but yeah, no, I would love to see him make a run because, I mean, he's just a stud. So, well There's done, no Billy G. Well done, there. Judd Brackett. Yeah. Filed, you know, profiling that guy for the Fiala trade. Love it. All right. Well, on the other side of the Fiala trade, let's just uh, flip it quick to the Europe side of things. Not much to say here, but I know playoffs coming up here. Take a minute on Liam Ugrin. Liam Ugrin's got playoffs coming up. Slow start to the All-Svenskan season. Obviously, he came in. He missed a lot of the preseason games with injury after the Summer World Juniors. Um, so, slow start. He's playing a lot of fourth-line minutes, not getting any good ice time. Um, and then he kind of just, like, had a couple points in a few games and started getting looks in the top six. And now he is a mainstay on that top line. Um He's top six or seven in scoring on that team after missing like 10 games or so with injury. Um, I think he's got 10 or 11 goals now in the season, maybe. But anyway, he can't now he's averaging like anywhere from 16 to 20 minutes a night. He's playing on both sides of the puck. The playmaking is a little bit more than it used to be. Uh, I'd still like to see the skating take a little another step. I think that'll unlock a lot more playmaking for him instead of just like kind of pure goal scoring. But even then, I still think you're seeing flashes of it this year. Um, but he's just hey, the fact that, you know, at the beginning of the year, again, it was Oslin making all the noise between those three, him, Ogren, and Lekaramaki. It was all Oslin. And now, you know, Ogren's on that top line. He's one of their go to guys in the power play. He looks super confident. Again, he's got the size already. Um, and he looks stronger on the puck as well. And I think even the defensive game's taking a step. Um, but he's just having a solid like second half of the year. And now the playoffs are starting the Alsfenskin, so we'll see what happens there. Love it. And I got four or five minutes here before I got a jet. So we're gonna b- dedicate one minute of that to just the heroics of Murat who's Nadinov, and then we'll spend the rest of it on our boy Danilo Yurov. Yeah, so it might have been last week. So like, what if we had did it, if we did an episode it's last week, we would have talked about it. Um, who's Nadinov? Again, he is just a stud, having a solid year, playing really well in the playoffs for them. They win their first round against Minsk. He puts up four points in those six games. He's averaging like 19 minutes a night. 
think he went like 55 for 100 the faceoff dot something like that seven blocks like he's playing both sides of the puck incredibly well as he has all year um just a wild decision on his part i don't even know why he did it but there's a fucking face off in his own end they're up by two going into the third period he kind of loses the face and obviously the set play for the for minsk and the pucks went back to their defense but he's gonna go wind up and take an absolute like back scratching clap bomb and great play very dumb decision great play Uger makes or Ugrin, who's Nidinov makes the diving poke check, clears the puck. Uh, what's his face on Minsk does not have any intention on not shooting the puck. And I mean full wind up. Who's Nadinov's face replaces the puck? <laughs> and I mean like blood everywhere. Uh, they put out a picture of his face. He lost like half of his lip. And the Scott head coach is convinced it was intentional because the the defenseman on Minsk who was taking the slap shots Canadian. Um, so he was like, "These fucking Canadians." We'll he basically said after the he was like, "We're gonna kick the shit out of them next game. We're gonna fight them." <laughs> like, like Jesus Christ. Um, but he got rocked in the face. Comes back after missing two shifts in the third period. He's got a full bubble on, and he ends up getting the assist on the uh, empty netter there. But um again just a monster year but that was nuts he's gonna not do that he did not need to go make that block but i mean or uh poke check um but he did and <laughs> paid for it because his lip is gone uh but he's a nut job and i love him love it so we got danila Yurov, who unfortunately tons of ice is time playing uh yeah I, playing it can be put in air quotes but they unfortunately find a way to advance in their playoffs but I mean, where are we at with him now, Z? Like, people want to know: is is he coming over to North America? Is is he going to play CHL? Is he going to re-sign in the KHL? Like, what is going to happen here with Europe? Great question. Um, we'll see. I mean, the fact that he hasn't extended over there makes me wonder if his plan is to sign as soon as he can and just come over. Um, but I, again, I just don't understand the strategy with him. Like I don't, cause again, even uh, leading up to the playoffs, he'd have like, again, game seven. I think he played one shift, six seconds. So um, then, I mean, again, I don't really know what the deal is there. I don't know what that does. I don't know what it does for your team either, um, but whatever. I'm not the coach. And I, well, that's good. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. I don't, I can't even remember. I think, I don't even think he got drafted into the CHL. I don't know if he did. So I don't think that would happen off the top of my head, but I might be wrong because I'm like delirious at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. So like the, again, the fact that he hasn't signed over there and extended, like that makes me wonder if his plan is to come on over. Um, interestingly enough, a fucking uh, today a Maple Leafs prospect. I'm not even gonna, his name's very fine. It's like a Ovechnikov. Um, literally, uh, he broke his deal and his, his signing with fucking Toronto. So apparently, you can do that. I don't know if he's safe, but you know, whatever. Um, must not have any family, yeah. I know. Um, so I do wonder if he comes over, 
and even if he does, I wonder what the plan is there with him. Like, because again, I don't, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I haven't even, maybe I haven't even looked into it, but I don't know if he was drafted in the CHL import draft. So I don't know if he has had somewhere to go. I might be completely off because again, I'm delirious at this point, but it makes no sense. Like, it's like, if they're not, if like, what's the point of even putting him out there for six seconds? I don't know. Cause again, like before the playoffs, you'd have a game where it's like 15 seconds, 12 seconds. 12 minutes, 15 minutes, one minute and 34 seconds. It's like, okay, I don't know what this kid's supposed to do, but yeah, it sucks. Um, but again, whatever. It's like one more series. Uh, I forget who they're playing now, but um, they play tomorrow. So we'll see if he uh, gets another shift. Electric six seconds. He's dude, He's the guy that's going to serve for the KHL Bennington. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. He is Nikita Alexandrov. I still can't fucking imagine fucking your coach goes, ah, go serve Binner's five. Like, God damn it, Craig. <laughs> like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I really got. I don't it's I don't have any like inside info. I don't have any sources in Russia. Uh I have no idea. We'll see what happens. But the fact again, the fact that he hasn't signed and extended over there makes me wonder if his plan is to come over and um be interesting to have a Russian in Iowa for sure. First off, did one game was like, yo, fuck this. <laughs> he scored today. He scored today. It's Scott, it's Scott versus Torpedo. He scored late to tie it up uh, against who's Nadinov's squad, but they lost in overtime. Um, he's lighting it up, by the way, in Russia. He's never going to play a game for Minnesota, but whatever. Good for him. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Bye. Perfect. Well, shit, man. We did it. We did the thing. Yeah, under an hour. And then you got plans, so Poppy's going to bounce. And then I actually, I don't know why I said that, because I'm going to bounce too. But, um, <laughs> well, uh, that's it. Thanks always for tuning in. We'll see you for episode uh, old Kalen Addison, 59, next week. Hopefully next week. Uh, peace. Peace.